We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, y'all. It's a lot Harris here with the Panther Rans podcast. It's Friday, rush hour. The traffic commute sucks coming home. I'm on call for the hospital, which makes it even more fun. So, I guess wrapping up uh, some of the current events of uh, this week. Well, you know, the Cleveland Indians are on a big tear, baseball-wise. I really didn't watch baseball, but... Should be a huge story, but unfortunately, it's being overshadowed by sports politics, and it's a shame because I mean, if this was in if this was in New York or Boston or Chicago, this would be getting a lot more attention than what we're seeing right here with this whole stuff with ESPN. Outkick the coverage, all that stuff. But yeah, we're subjected to that, you know, to that political pissing match. Or who should get fired? What you can and can't say. All that stuff. So, recapping what happened last Saturday. Well. It was inevitable Pitt was going to lose a game with Penn State. Back in my mind, I hoped and prayed. <laughs> but you can hope for a lot of things. Pray for a lot of things. Doesn't mean you're going to get them. Maybe in due time you will, if you work if you work hard enough for it. So... It didn't work out. But let's recap Saturday. We start off the first quarter. Pitt put themselves in a 14 nothing hole early. And um, when you're playing against number four, at, at, when you're playing at the number, number four team in the nation, you know, in their house, Penn State, Pack Stadium. You can't put yourself in a 14-0 hole. And after what happened, Pitt's play calling got a little bit, well, it got very conservative. They, they were afraid. And I guess they just really wanted to stop the bleeding before it got worse. So... But the beauty of this was Pitt pretty much controlled the ball most of the first half. 
The only bad thing is they only got three points out of it. They couldn't they couldn't get in the end zone. And of course they had some drive stalled because they of drop passes too. I mean it wasn't totally Max Brown's fault, all of it. The first interception, Quadra Henderson should jump, should at least made an attempt to catch it, and he didn't. You know, and um, that's the one thing that was a big disappointment with me was the receivers. They just, you know, they got to make plays, and they didn't. They got to make catches. They weren't doing it. But, of course, Max Brown not being very mobile doesn't help much either when the Offensive line isn't as good. But, um, you know, Penn State's, you know, top to, top to bottom is better than Pitt because they've, they've recruited better players the last few years. They've won more, more recruiting battles than Pitt has for better players. So you can see the talent, you know, it was different. You know, Quadri Henderson, they pretty much minimized big time. But first half, Pitt found ways to move the ball, and it was 14-3. And, and if Pitt could have kept, I mean, that's pretty much the only way Pitt was going to win this game. They weren't going to win this in a, sh- a high-scoring shootout. They were going to have to control the ball and control the tempo. But on top of it, they're going to have to score points, which they didn't. But the defense, you know, didn't do bad. I think what really helped them was the fact that they were uh, Penn State's offense was keeping the ball out of Barkley's hands, Saquon Barkley's hands in the first half. They were throwing. They, they as Moorhead, he seems to get a little bit full of himself and wants to throw, which he which he did a bit too much. Second half though was a different story. They got the ball in Barkley's hands, and that was it. Pitt just wasn't going to be able to keep up with them. But the opportunities were there. It just, Pitt just couldn't grasp them. But obviously, you got a quarterback controversy now because Ben DiNucci took a bunch of snaps and he he was very mobile. Reminded me a lot of Nate Peterman of how he played. And uh, a lot of people are calling for him now. But Arduzzi wants to keep Max Brown in. You know, the defense, you know, it was, it was scary for us, but they didn't do all that bad against Penn State at all. They really didn't. Barkley's one heck of a player. He's going to be hard to stop. But there's a lot of optimism for improvement, I guess you can call it. Because, well, the thing is, they got Oklahoma State this week. And it's not going to be any better. But, you know, Pitt came within a touchdown of Bingham last year. So I wouldn't rule them out. I mean, the spread, I think, the spread's 14 points, I think, right now. I probably, I know for a fact that everybody's probably picking Oklahoma State to cover. And one thing I know about Vegas, a lot of times in some situations, you're better off going against, the, going against public opinion, which means taking Pitt with the points instead of, taking Oklahoma State to cover. At least that's what I would do.
Wish they can run, they can throw. For Pitt, we just gotta hope that the uh, the, t- the, hind- the Heinz turf is ripped up enough that um, it slows them down, or maybe it rains. But who knows? One thing Pitt, but one thing Pitt needs to do in this game against Oklahoma State is probably score more. Is probably score more than fourteen points. <laughs> That's the only way they're gonna win this game. <laughs> Try to limit that offense as much as possible. One thing they have to do definitely is keep them off the field. They got they, they got to do what they do against Penn State in the first half. Keep them off the field. Run the ball. Control the clock. Control the line of scrimmage. That's all you can really do. And hope the defense can pull a, pull a stop or two out of their ass. And of course, so. I would take Penn State. I would take a pit win, definitely. I'd be really, I'd be ecstatic if we win this game if we can do it. It's there for the taking. We'll just have to see what happens. But it would excite the hell out of me, especially going against uh, Georgia Tech. If they can pull that one off, yeah. Let's just keep going into my my lane. If they can pull that one off. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry about that, folks. I had some guy try to pull in my lane. Knowing I'm coming, but he wants to go anyway. Yeah, I'm not slowing down, bud. Beat it. But um, going back, we just have to wait and see what happens. That's all we can do. I mean, if, if they win, shoot, I'm feeling good against. I'm, go, I'm feeling good against Georgia Tech. We'll see. But obviously, if they can get through this this. This rough stretch. And who knows? I mean, obviously, the record in a coastal is zero is zero and zero, so anything's possible right now. They can still do it. And obviously, as part of the um, loss to Penn State, you got the condescending takes from James Franklin, <clears throat> equating this game to uh, you know being Akron, and of course us being them as the Super Bowl. But yet last year he was petty as hell about us being about Pitt being beating him, complaining about Pitt clapping, Pitt's clapping cadence, jack off. Yeah, so we had the uh, condescending takes coming, all the troll accounts that were created by Penn State fans, taking a turn their precious time between every Pitt account known to man. And of course, if you have a big fan base like Penn State. You're going to have fans like that. They have no lives and just do those things. I mean, they create fake picket, they create fake pit accounts and pose as pit fans. They tweet recruits. I mean, they do that a lot. I mean, it's just, uh, they're that kid who, um, you know, sneakily does things very sneaky and never gets in trouble. They're, they're that kid. And of course, we gotta deal with it, which is a shame. But pretty much, when this uh, whole series is over, we won't have to deal with them as much, except for when we battle for recruits, because they're not gonna play us again after this. Which is a shame, because I mean, that's a, I mean, regardless, I was regardless that I knew Pitt was gonna lose this game. I was excited to watch it. I mean, it's an exciting thing to watch. But, 
you know, for some people, it's just another game, which is a bunch of crap. Because no, you can't treat a football game like like every other game like it's just a, another game. You don't do that. You sure as hell don't treat your opponents like you're playing Akron all the time. Because one, one of these days when you do that, some team's going to catch you slipping. It definitely will be Georgia State this week for them. Because Georgia State, well, they're going to lose pretty badly to Penn State. But, anyways, we're on, we're on 12 minutes. I ain't got much else to say. We'll see what happens on Saturday. Let's hope for a really good game, and it may be a really good game. I mean, last year it was a last year was a great game. Pitt made a comeback, and if it wasn't for a cornerback uh, tripping over himself, we'd probably win that game. We, I mean, we had every chance to, you know, grab it by its tail and be home free. But unfortunately, it just didn't work out for us. But hopefully this time around, it works out. So anyways, hell to pit. Have a good weekend, guys.